Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Lou Huff, Heather Steele, and Georgina Blasky. Good morning, everyone. Morning. Hello. How was everyone's weekends? Really nice. The weather was exceptional. <laughs> like, awesome weather at its prime. It could have been a bit colder, mm. but like, seriously blue skies and like, really cozy. I agree. Lovely. Yeah. We did something we hadn't done before. We did the cycle path along the Thames. So we cycled from our house down to the river by Battersea Heliport, and then we cycled to Battersea Power station where they've got all the new restaurants uh, yeah. and there's oh, cool. loads of things there and it was just amazing because it's like when you do something where you rediscover your city yeah and you feel like a tourist in your city yeah, yes. and it was really fun and the kids came and we had an amazing brunch and then cycled back home oh yeah, nice was it was so, really good i really nice. recommend it if you haven't done it did you go on boris bikes or have you got no we've got bikes i get really worried about the kids on the road yeah so we had a bit on the road in fact even myself on the road yeah. is yeah. probably the best most sensible it's thing so scary, so scary. London, i just don't do Boris bikes like they're too clunky so if you're trying to work out where you're mm. going and kind of keep control it's quite difficult yeah, yeah. And also no helmets which yeah. Yeah. yeah so we had helmets and I was thinking shall I get out some high vis and then I thought maybe not I don't think my daughter was a bright sunny day I put her in a high vis um, but it, actually it's lovely because there are no cars and it's all paved so you just cycle around oh. good half term activity Heather what about you yeah it was just again nice and sunny I sat on the beach for a bit and oh bright and nice it was really nice oh, yeah. it felt like summer all over again I didn't go swimming but my boyfriend did it was pretty cold how cold is it it's cold like he goes every week though so I think his body's still quite used to it Mm. I think if I'd have gone in it would have been an absolute and does he sort of get in and just sort of sit there or does he like no he goes swimming yeah yeah Yeah, no I think you have to keep moving in that kind of temperature and is your boyfriend swimming in shorts or is he in a wetsuit no he's not in a wetsuit real man I also went to I also went to my first sample sale on Saturday yeah. And I found it as scary as Ooh. I thought it would be. What yeah. brand? So it wasn't a brand as such. There's a shop in Brighton called Our Daily Edit that has lots of different cool brands, lots mm-hmm. of Ganny and stuff like that. It was really nice. But yeah, I got there on the second day and there was hardly anything oh, left. That's the worst when they did Because it was restart. on a Friday and Saturday, so I obviously couldn't go on the Friday. Yeah. My boyfriend went and got loads of really nice stuff, really cheap. And then I went and it was just not really very much. And as I thought, there's no way you can really get change mm. to try stuff on. So you just have to be like, right, I'll just try it on over here. Yeah. yeah. And because there's only like one of everything you're like oh that's quite nice and someone will just kind of come behind you <laughs> yeah. and whip it away so I did find it quite intimidating yeah it's yeah. the worst when someone else has been and they've got loads of stuff and you're like yeah. amazing I'll go and you find it fuck all yeah or yeah. like I saw people with like big bags coming out and then I didn't get anything oh shame all. so yeah okay. I think if I went on the first day of something it yeah. yeah could be successful well then you break your time for self virginity exactly so yeah there we go. that's what I've done Charlotte how was your weekend it was good thanks I was on a hen which was really fun but actually I've been really obsessed with the TV show, which is what I really want to talk about. <laughs> I started watching The Bold Type on Amazon Prime. I think I started it on Thursday, and today's Monday, and I've watched nearly two series. It's amazing. So good. What? It's about three girls living in New York and working for a magazine called Scarlet. Yes, that's and it. Yeah, I was trying to think which one it was, but yeah. Have you watched it? No, but I really want okay. to. I haven't got Amazon Prime. I mean, it sounds great. It's not good. Like, it's really not good, but it's just like. It's like this perfect hybrid between like Gossip Girl and like Ugly Betty almost because it's got the whole like magazine thing. Like if you're at all interested in the industry, but even if you're not, it's all about sex and relationships and dramas, but it's not dramatic like Gossip Girl. It's not like, God, someone's been murdered and who's the drug mule. It's nothing like that. It's much more realistic, but it's just like following the lives of these three girls. And why not good? Because it's like trashy. Okay. (laughs) But it's it's not like, wow, quality viewing, but it's so enjoyable. I mean, I've literally stormed through it. It's so, so good. You would love it. Half an hour or an hour episode? Like 50 minutes, I think. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And only 10 episodes in the first season. So it's not too bad. But it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. 
don't have that. I know, oh, that's no. my problem. I watch a lot on Prime. Yeah. No, I yeah. just can't afford having all the different ones. Yeah. So I just... Well, I don't get charged for Amazon Prime, but I have a really nasty feeling that one month I'm suddenly going to get like an £180 bill. Yeah. That's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it is a yearly expense, Yeah, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. So that's going to catch up with me soon. But I really, really recommend it if you just want something kind of light and fun at fun. this time of year. Anyone else consuming anything good? Obviously Strictly, which I thought mm. was really good. Charles and Karen. I don't know if it's... Amazing. Absolutely phenomenal. Like, that, it's such an advert for breaking the mould. Like, yeah. Because on Strictly, they have their set dances that they do. There's like, what, maybe seven or eight? Yeah. Like, not yeah. routines, but mm-hmm. types, types of styles dance. of dance. Yeah. Exactly. And they've introduced something new called the Couple's Choice. So they chose Modern Street, I think it was yeah. called. And it was just so much cooler than anything else. Yeah. Absolutely. And it really stood out to every other dance. It had a real, like, individual spirit to it. And I don't know, I was just smiling watching it and I wanted to get on my feet. And I think that is just the most amazing advert for people to watch and be like, there's just so many different forms of dance and mm. expression. And... I just was completely captivated yeah. by it. And for people who think that Strictly is just, you know, two people prancing around a ballroom, it can be so much yeah. cooler than that. And also Amy and Danny. So good. So good. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, they often do like a little excursion to sort of get them into character for their, one of their dances. And she arranged for him to go on one of those aeroplanes where you stand oh, on the top wow. of it. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't think of anything worse. I have jumped out of an aeroplane, but the thought of just standing <laughs> yeah. on an aeroplane. <laughs> tied to one. Yeah. 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 yeah, it doesn't sound like fun. And they had to sort of do the steps while standing up there. Oh my god! I just thought, how, how, cool. how old is he? Yeah, fifty-seven. Oh, fifty-seven. Yeah, okay. or 50, 50 something. Fifty. Yeah. Late 50s. I watched a Blue Peter with the kids, and they did that stunt where you stand on the yeah. plane and the amount of build up for this kind of 20 year old yeah. who yeah. is at the peak of his fitness to do it yeah. and then this other guy gets on and does yeah. it and it's like a what a three minute montage yeah. in the whole show oh yeah, yeah it's no not, not even he just yeah. gets up there he does it he nails it yeah. comes back down with a big smile mm. so amazing it's so amazing he's a great he's character great, he really is actually speaking of the skydive so when I did that I was I don't know 19 and I cried like the whole time up to the point <laughs> of doing it so much so the instructors were like you're going to have to stop crying if you're going to do this and oh, I was like cool. <laughs> and there was another 85 year old man that was about to do it and I was like well, you know why are you being so calm and he was like well it's just one of those things in life like you've just got to do it and I was like okay if he can do it I can do it so God, yeah, life lessons that. from the golden oldies yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah Strictly was amazing well for other Strictly fans out there do keep an eye on the Sherlock show because we have Faye Tozer joining us next week which we're very excited about so, mm. so I didn't know that that is very exciting it is very exciting anybody else been watching anything good in bed last night I was about to go to sleep with then didn't I started watching Salt Fat Acid Heat oh on Netflix yeah so I've got her cookbook so her name's uh, Samin Nosra and she's a Michelin starred chef from years ago and she does lots of food writing she's got this amazing book and yeah it's just been made into a Netflix series and yeah it's really really good I really recommend it what is it about is so it- basically the way that she cooks or the kind of key principle she has is that in order for any food to taste good it has to either have fat salt acid or heat so not all four not all four right. it can have one or the other and then it's split into four different episodes and the first one's about fat and she's in Italy and going all around trying all the different olive oils and you get to see how olive oil's made Mm -hmm. and it sounds really simple but it is just really, really interesting. And is it about good food because to me salt, fat and acid it all sound like no-no words so no, not at all because that's the thing even like healthy things you still want a really good quality olive oil mm-hmm. on it or salting or, yeah, yeah salting doesn't have to mean like the salt you put on your food it could even be like capers or okay. pickled things so and she's acid in acid could be citrus exactly mm-hmm. yeah precisely like it doesn't have to be kind of all the bad stuff but yeah and the second one I've seen is salt and yeah she's in Japan for that one so you learn a lot about mm-hmm. cultures and tradition as well Cool. It's really nice to watch a woman on a cookery travel show because even with Chef's Table and Ugly Delicious that was on earlier this year, it's always kind of bros who are going out and cooking together and mm. like men in the kitchen. So That's it's quite nice point. to see somebody else watched, having um, a go. <laughs> Gordon, Fred, and oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. was <laughs> in a Gino, <laughs> Gino yeah. Tempo, yeah. and they're like on a tour. And the one I watched was they were in France and they were going to like an oyster festival. I mean, it's funny, but a lot of it does feel very scripted is it worth a watch I don't know it's quite fun like in the background sort of telly mm-hmm. but I did watch Sacrifice on Netflix Ooh, which yes. is the new sort of psychological test from Darren Brown it's so interesting I, I absolutely yeah. love things What's like this the premise of this one so this one is they do an experiment and they, they narrow it down to one individual and they basically have told him that they're doing an experiment with a chip that they've done some research into and they're going to put it in the back of his neck and it's going to make him kind of more decisive 
pervasive and kind of not change his personality but help him like monitor him and blah 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 and he'll do like a video diary of what he's like and it's obviously not that they don't actually put anything into his neck and it's a complete placebo and he has this app on his phone which Darren Brown has obviously created obviously the way that he trains your brain is kind of manipulating through what he's saying and the phrases that he says so when they're doing on the screen the key words are coming up so that you can see that it's kind of it's going into his brain and then there's like a sound that is played which makes him suddenly feel like fearless and courageous and takes away certain characteristics so it's like subliminal messages completely right and then there's things that he has to do so there's a bit where he like knocks his head which makes him suddenly not have fear and the individual has been selected for various reasons he's like quite a right-wing American and he has quite severe views on immigration and people coming into his country and, and working and stuff. Anyway, it's a really fascinating experiment to basically, in the end, what Darren Brown wants him to do is to take a shot for an immigrant's life and it all plays out to sort of him going on this journey and whether he would do that. Wow. Mm. Oh, it's got goosebumps. Mm. Creepy. And is it just one episode? It's one episode, 50 minutes long, and it's really interesting. Darren Brown just creeps me out. Like, what he does is incredible. Yeah. Just, oh, it's so creepy. See, he's sort of narrating the experiment and he talks to the camera and you're watching it and you can really feel yourself get sucked yeah. into what he's saying. Yeah. It's really clever. I'll always remember watching one from like you know when he used to have a series on channel four and he made this person believe that they had died so he basically took them for like a fake facial and instead what they did was make a prosthetics of her face and put her in a car put her to sleep at lights or something transported her to like the middle of nowhere and had like hypnotized her as well to make sure that when he did something she wouldn't be able to move her legs so this woman it was awful so she woke up and they had basically made a fake scene of her death with this prosthetics so she was staring looking at herself dead in a car and couldn't move her legs that's horrible I know what it was it was trick or treat do you remember he used to do that trick or treat series and she obviously got trick how awful is that so that's why I just find it so creepy give someone a heart attack yeah, and yeah. actually make them die. Like, or genuinely, psychologically yeah. damaging. Damaging yeah. for the rest of yeah, the really <laughs> fucked up. What's the insurance policy on yeah. like, He will cover my therapy. Yeah, for life. I was actually really interviewed with him this morning about it, and he was saying that mind games Illusions. that he plays, he has to change them now because we're in a much more sensitive mm-hmm. world, and people are so much more attuned to those type of things and the psychological damage yes. that they can have. So it's much more sensitive approach and he's not actually making someone do something that's slightly more suggestive and it actually the premise of this one is actually all about the two sides of your brain that are in competition sort of with each other but yeah it's about kindness at the end of the day that's so interesting uh, yeah I mean the episode I watched was maybe a decade ago yeah. and it's it's like so much television <laughs> yeah. that was made a decade even five years Completely. ago and no he was saying like the Russian roulette one that he did yeah. he wouldn't God, do that yeah, now no. so I think he's obviously adapting to his audience and social media and demands exactly Exactly. But really interesting watch for anybody. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, talking about therapy, you know, if you've gone through those experiments and you need some therapy, I was watching (laughs) Hang Ups. Has anyone seen this with Stephen Mangan? Oh, I know the one. I know what you mean. So I read about it a while ago. Yeah, Yeah. it is absolutely hilarious. I think I sat there Saturday afternoon, the kids were out and I thought, oh my God, I can actually watch something that has swear words in it. (laughs) And I found this. And each episode is about 20 minutes, maybe 25 minutes, really short. And I haven't laughed so much for quite a long time, actually. It was... In this marriage, he's got debt problems. He's got a very forceful alpha career-orientated wife. Teenage kids who are a total disaster. And they've always got friends there. And they're all kind of... The boy's got three mates up in his room and they're all just gaming, smoking pot the whole time. He's got this weird other friend who just seems to be his lackey who's kind of meant to be helping build his website for this online therapy service. So he's a therapist and he's had some career issues before that we don't really know about. But he owes a lot of money to some gangster. (laughs) And the whole thing is very quick. Each scene's about two minutes. Sometimes the screen's split because he's Skyping with a client. Other times he's 
on the phone to his siblings because then his father's played by Charles Dance and his mother is Celia Imry. Oh, yeah. 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 Great cast. Amazing cast. But he has a therapist who is Richard E. Grant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that. (laughs) It is just brilliant. I really recommend it. And it's one of those things, if it's kind of like, oh, I want to go to bed, but I want to watch something quickly... It's 20 minutes, and honestly, you'll go to bed laughing. It's Where so can funny. you watch it? It's on Channel 4, and also if you watched episodes, there are some of the actors from that yeah. in it. Anyway, really good. Worth one. a watch. Worth a watch. Let's move on. We wrote a piece charting all the places you can celebrate Halloween in London. So whether it's a big party or just a bit of hair and makeup you're after, you can find it all online at sheerlights.com. But what I want to know is, does anyone here actually care about Halloween, Blue? I don't. It's like one of my least favourite holidays holidays (laughs) in the UK. When I was in New York, I was there over Halloween and it's a completely different ballgame over there. Mm. It's like a real holiday. And even like at 10 o'clock in the morning, everybody's dressed up like babies (laughs) and prams have got funny outfits on and they go to town with the houses. And I really enjoyed it then because everybody does it. Whereas in England, I just think it's just an excuse for girls to not wear much clothing. And I don't really like it. Trust us to make something that's cool and pretty in America like CD exactly okay. talking about Americans with Halloween have you seen some of the celebrity Insta posts at Halloween yeah they're amazing so like the Beverly Hills yeah. kind of the top top people Heidi Klum nails yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. the big yes. one every year and it's mm. kind of like the whole Will Smith and his gang yeah. all out and they're all looking incredible yeah. and it is properly exactly and I love makeup um, artists mm-hmm. I love everything. a fancy dress party where people go to town mm-hmm. and it is serious transformation so I think that side of it is amazing but I just think in the UK we just don't get mm. it right Jonathan Ross does it every year as well yes. Yes. with his celeb crew I was going to say before, I've been in LA a number of times over that period including last year and I mean the houses it's insane what they do and I love that festiveness yeah. of it but I have to say I think I'm with you Lou Heather I used to really like it I think I still do but I just can't be bothered anymore but yeah I'd always properly dress up but like properly so yeah. I'd be the one liking mean girls yeah. that turn up to a party <laughs> and everyone's like oh my god you look terrifying and I'm like isn't that the idea yeah. I won't give too much away in case we want to talk about it next week both Rosie and I have written a piece together that's running on the site this week about whether you should dress slutty for Halloween or not and Rosie is arguing that you should and I was arguing (laughs) that you shouldn't and when there are fancy dress opportunities I do probably wear less than I would normally but actually often when I'm writing these kind of pieces I end up convincing myself of my own argument and having written it I now feel quite strongly that actually yeah you're better off being in that camp than in the I think it's fun to do loads of like horrible face pain and you can just completely cover your face and it's fun yeah Lizzie like, Potter Dixon I think is doing a tutorial on oh, Halloween makeup sure. and she I've seen can some of her transform her face which yeah. is absolutely yeah. insane anyone who's seen behind the scenes will know that she does an incredible job what about trick-or-treating are we receptive to trick-or-treaters I assume no one here goes trick-or-treating yeah. oh, yeah. you do? oh you might do <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean so we're already talking about our costumes okay. in our house but we've taken a slightly different approach this year so normally it's go on Amazon find something you know mm-hmm. cheap and nasty and they wear it once and it goes into the dressing up box and is generally not worn again. But we were talking actually at the weekend saying that we're all trying to recycle and we're all mm-hmm. trying to you know, be more conscious about our impact on the planet. So we were saying what we're going to try and do is get our costumes together from stuff we've already got in the house because actually yeah. over the years we've collected enough kind of ghoulish masks mm-hmm. and fishnet tights and all the rest <laughs> of it that we should be able to cobble something together. So that's hopefully the costume sorted. If you want any tips, yeah. I a few years ago did go to a Halloween party and there were four of us and we all went as black spiders and we got tights filled them with newspaper like down the legs oh yeah and then string sort of through them and then little bits of cotton on your hands and they were epic and I think good. because there were four of us we had the real impact of being like yeah. a, a bit of a crew. did you not like whack people with your fake arms every no, time you moved no because they were attached so you could sort of have them quite neatly in oh. or like if you elongated your arm you could get the full length of your legs but yeah it's nice it was very good. I like that yeah, it's cheap, cheap and cheerful. Cheerful. yeah well exactly and we have in our area quite an organised trick or treat scenario Mm-hmm. which probably isn't that surprising to some parents that listening. neighbourhood app is that coming in handy? The neighbourhood app is like <laughs> yeah. the road email is on this one. Wow. So the code is if you leave a lit pumpkin on your doorstep or in your window, that means you are receptive to a knock on the door. No. So that does mean you have to start carving pumpkins as well. Yes, because right. obviously we're not buying any plastic ready carved no, ones. No, it's no. going to be carved. Mm-hmm. And then... 
between 5.30 and 6.30 is the time that you okay. can ring the bell because there's lots I mean, of people with babies yeah. and kids and toddlers and actually if the bell keeps going at 7 mm-hmm. onwards that's quite disruptive so it's all kind of set so this has been brilliant for about 10 years but actually now my daughter's getting older and finishes school later she's kind of going well hang on why can't I go yeah. out later mm. and it's a bit restrictive so it's uh, something that's been brilliant until now I'm beginning to wonder how we play that one but um, she's 12 right she's 12 so yeah. do you think she'll lose the appeal soon anyway of or no she oh, just wants no, to no, she's yep. now decided it's south of the river's afield. too small so oh, get north of the river oh, right. <laughs> with some friends up there um, London. But I do actually find the whole trick or treat thing quite stressful. If you're walking around, it's dark, your children are dressed in black, mm. it's busy, and at that time it's rush hour, and you're walking around the streets with yeah. your kids in the dark, and they're high on sugar, <laughs> rushing yeah. around between houses. I find it quite stressful. Interesting. Yeah. And would you also always give sweets? I yeah. get the fear that someone would suddenly be like, here's some carrot sticks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's all about the sweets. Okay, yeah, you've got to, yeah. there's yeah. only one way to get kids happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you've just got to go with it, and then rather than ration them, I tend to say just eat them all in the next three days so that I don't have to ever see them again because I can't bear them hanging around and if they're not listening hopefully they're not Mm -hmm. I normally over the course of the evenings just take a few away away. reduce the size sometimes for my own yeah my (laughs) dad definitely used to eat all of mine the few times we did it definitely have his hands it's like the same with easter eggs there are times where you just have to go in and ration (laughs) you're doing them a favour for the sake of the kids I do it for the kids we never did trick or treating when I was younger I only really remember once asking my mum if we could go and I was allowed to then go round to like the back door of our own house <laughs> and trick or treat my own house. <laughs> that's so sad. That doesn't sound. I hate to bring it. Yeah. Exactly. So maybe that's why I don't like it. Oh, that's rubbish. Do you guys put sweets out for kids? No. I just feel like in London, maybe I don't live in the right area, but we've moved now, so maybe it will happen. This will be your first Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Heather, no, I don't. I live in a big block of flats, so they wouldn't know how to get in anyway. Wah-ha-ha. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and also, yeah, by the time I get back anyway, like, they'd all be in bed. So yeah, that's fine. true. That's true. Well, I live on quite a residential street. I love watching all the kids. I just like look out my window, and it's such a lovely atmosphere. I yeah. know what you mean about safety, but if you live on a more quiet road, yeah. then it's actually just a really nice vibe. And would you be prepared? Would you have sweets at the ready? Um, I don't. So I live in a converted house, but still I'd have to go like all the way downstairs to let kids in so nah. <laughs> <laughs> look out the window like, oh, I'll, I'll throw them out the window to them you should dress them. up and stand on the doorstep and just yeah. kind of mm, that sounds like a really sacrificial way to spend my evening <laughs> that's yeah. what I've always Maybe. wanted to do dress up really scary and just open the door yeah. Yeah. Oh, you've come across a few of yeah, those I'd like to do yeah. the kids <laughs> kind of go oh, what it's like well it is Halloween yeah. well if you feel like celebrating Halloween like a grown up we've got loads of recommendations of great places to enjoy the 31st of October from Balthazar to Sketch but also it is half term obviously this week and for some next week so things like Fortnum and Mason's Ice Cream Parlour which is transforming into the Parlour that's how it's written the Parlour like Parlour yeah. complete with a Halloween themed menu there are also some icing masterclasses at Gales so do have a look on site for all of that well, we just had some pumpkin chat, but what about other fruits and veg that are in season now? A BBC poll revealed that fewer than one in 10 Brits know when some of the UK's most well-known fruits and veg are in season. And of the 2,000 people polled, only 5% could say when blackberries were at their finest and 4% knew when plums were at their peak. Does anybody here care about eating seasonally? Obviously, we get access to a lot of fruit and veg that isn't necessarily grown in the UK. Does that bother you? I always try and eat seasonally when I can. You're right, when you go to Sano's and sort of every fruit and veg is available to you, it is often easy to forget. And, you know, you're cooking a recipe and everything's available, so you just pick what you want. But I then always will try and look at where it's come from. And if it isn't from the UK, think, do I actually want this? Is there something else that I can have instead? Because I think we should all try and eat seasonally where we can. Why? Why do you think that? I think just because of the carbon footprint, I'm thinking of things being shipped in from Peru, I'd much rather have some broccoli that's come from Sussex mm-hmm. and is like locally grown. So I just think it's good to support local farmers and make the most of that where we can. Mm, I think it's a really nice point. Georgina? Really, I find my body craving things that are in season. When the seasons change, suddenly that kind of hearty stew with butternut mm. squash and the sort of the root vegetables that you feel are kind of wintry and, and right. And I think that there is a part of our kind of rhythm that 
feels drawn to certain foods at certain times of year. Perhaps it's growing up in a time when things weren't just shipped in that I'm attuned to that. I definitely think there's a nostalgia element to it. Yeah. Particularly around autumn, actually, more than any other time. But I think it's a weird one because at the same time, if you've got kids who are fussy eaters and you know they love strawberries and you get strawberries all year round, then it's brilliant. But my kids love strawberries and mangoes and things. And this morning I just had to chuck a whole load of mango away because obviously it's been shipped in from somewhere. It was picked when it wasn't ripe. It's sort of ripened at home and actually it's just gone off completely. I shouldn't buy this. I should just make them have something different. Yeah, and I think the quality of it is a really good point because if you do have strawberries now, they are not tasty at all and you do just end up throwing it away. Whereas when you get proper strawberries in the summer, like the taste is Mm. incredible. Mm. So I think that's so important. Mm. So there's a really interesting website called Farm Drop. It's essentially an online supermarket where the produce comes from the farmer and you put in your postcode and it will tell you your nearest supplies who are available to you. So it's not like an Abel and Cole or a Riverford veg box where it comes from one place. It comes from different places. So when I was looking at it recently, there was a forager from Canterbury who's a French guy who goes out just finding what's around in season. And then it also had Brixton Bakery. Mm -hmm. And then it will have your West Sussex farm and places within a certain mileage of London. And it is finding all those supplies that if we all had time for, we'd love to go and support Mm -hmm. and enjoy their produce. And it brings it together and then just delivers it to your house. It works like a cardo. You can select different bits. It's like a cardo, but it's farm to home love that cutting out the middleman which also helps keep the prices down because the other thing is that actually sometimes seeking out these beautifully ripe organic Mm. produce is expensive and what did you say it was called again farm drop all one word so you put your postcode in and it's locally sourced and seasonal and every farmer is named and it's tailor made to being around you so good I don't know if anyone's eaten at the pig but they have a 25 mile menu it's Mm. called because everything is sourced within either it's kind of grown on their farm or it's sourced within 25 miles which actually, when you say it, sounds actually quite far, but it's basically... Well, it's rural. Yeah, exactly. So So I think the more we can try and do things like that, the more helpful it'll be for the environment. And I said, you know, supporting local farmers. Yeah. Well, I make a big effort to not buy my fruit and veg at the supermarket. Not for that reason, but because it really drives me mad the amount of plastic packaging that it comes Mm -hmm. in. And I'm lucky to have a really lovely local greengrocers. And so therefore, by default, I think I'm buying things that are seasonal because that's what they then sell in a greengrocer. But it just drives me mad going to Sainsbury. You know, when you've got to do that emergency, Dash mm-hmm. to eat yeah. an avocado, and it's in like 15 bits of packaging. Yeah. And I just think it's so counterproductive to really? eating your fruit and veg. So, yeah. You I also think tend to costs. only buy what you actually need. Yes. If you're doing that, you sort of buy three apples rather than getting yeah. a bag of six. Exactly. Exactly. Um, which you don't need six. Completely agree. Heather? Uh, much the same as you, you've got a tiny greengrocer's just over the road, and yeah, get as much as you need in yeah. your little bags. And because uh, it's open every day, you can just zip over exactly. and kind of get what you need so it doesn't go off. And it's not expensive either, it's cheaper than like you say getting a huge bag of peas when you only need a small amount Mm -hmm. so you save money that way and yeah they only sell what's local Mm. and fresh and made are there any things that you know are imported but you know you're not willing to sacrifice I think avocados for Mm. everyone they're a big no-no yes generally (laughs) mine are bananas as well I need my daily banana Mm. mine's berries but don't you find they do taste as loose like a bit rubbish out of season yeah but I'd still rather have really well blueberries more than anything yeah and then for the kids the equivalent strawberry so yeah. yeah I know yeah. I mean I should get frozen and stick it in a Nutribullet instead that would yeah. probably be the answer because then I think they are picked at their prime yeah, that's totally a yeah. point yeah and that's another way to do it I suppose well of course we wrote a piece on the site about this so if you wanted to know what to eat at this time of year we've broken it down by seasons so October to December things like apples blackberries figs pears cod clams and chestnuts lovely very <laughs> seasonal Well, we might have had a lot of Halloween chat and a lot of autumn chat, but actually it's time to talk about Christmas now because it's actually only a matter of weeks until Christmas rolls around. And we all know it's a really expensive time of year. So we wrote a piece on how to start saving for Christmas now. Lou, I'm going to come to you first. You've got some good tips about this. Yeah, I love the build up to Christmas and we'll start thinking about presents quite early. I think Black Friday is the key opportunity to really do your spending. And I should probably set by example because I tell everybody else to do it because there's <laughs> always a good saving. I personally tend to get a bit overexcited because it's still too far away to be buying for other people. So I get sucked into the discounts for myself. Basically. Yeah, I think and that's I think Perfectly Nobody fine. else is going to be thinking about me in this situation, so I'm just going to buy some stuff for myself. <laughs> but I think that is a really, really good opportunity. So I, I would say bookmark the things you want to be getting for people. Have a think about it now, particularly electricals, yes. if that's your bag, and get them on Black Friday because you're going to get at least 20 to 30% off. So 
And I think now you don't have to actually go into the shops exactly. to do it. Mm. It seems a bit silly not to. And do you have a strategy? Like, do you make a list and think, right, this is what I want for everybody. Yeah. I'm going to see if they're on sale. Yeah, I would always write on my notes. I'd put all the people that I need to buy gifts for and put like ideas of yeah, what, what I want to get wow. them. Just from so what point I'm in aware. the year? Probably from about now I would start thinking about it. Mm. Maybe um, a bit later for me. But yeah, generally. Yeah, I think just sort of thinking ahead a little bit so that just you're aware. I think if those things are good. Mm. Georgina, how does it work when you've got a whole family to cater? So what we tend to do with my siblings and then our children, we have a kind of loose budget. So we're all buying a similar price point. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important to establish because it's important to I think everyone to feel that they've kind of got what they wanted, Mm -hmm. especially the kids. And if they're all opening their presents together, you need to make sure that they all feel that they've been treated equally. So I think it's really important just to have that conversation. And then obviously that helps you plan your spending. Otherwise, I'm probably someone who will whack it on the credit card and spend. January being very frugal rather than planning. I like to plan ahead what I'm buying, but I'm probably not so great on the financial financial planning, planning side on of that. But I think if you're hosting a lot of people, it's a really good idea to spread the cost mm. of that. So you know, you can buy your wine months in advance yes. Yes. Sh- if there's a champagne offer or something and you've got people coming. I mm. think that's a really good way to do it, to spread that cost. Or can you do the food shop in advance and book you your My mum does, my does, her, food yeah. Shop, like, yeah. does her waitress food shop like when it opens to yeah. arrive for Christmas Eve. Because um, that's actually a really good point because the expense of Christmas is not just about buying presents for no. people. It's about all the festivities itself. Do you guys set a budget for yourself? This time last year, we were just about to complete on our first flat. So obviously the purse strings were tight. <laughs> so definitely then but I think it's good to set yourself a budget because I think you can get really carried away particularly like with my boyfriend I think because we know each other best than anyone else he's probably the person I find the easiest to Mm -hmm. buy for so you can can get a bit carried away so I think you need to set yourself a target Mm. and keep to it yeah great my danger is so I I tend to actually end up buying people's presents quite early but then I end up buying extra stuff Mm, in the run-up because I keep seeing things that they'll like so then I actually end up spending a hell of a lot more than I was probably planning to and I'm the same with the equality thing I'm like oh well, I've spent this on my dad so I need to spend this on my mum kind of thing and then you mm. end up kind of topping up constantly yeah. Yes. Yeah. you suddenly spent about 50 quid more on each than you were planning yeah, to which yeah. really does add up yeah. there is nothing worse though than buying a really shit present oh, and I yeah. Yeah, that I when agree. like time is tight and you suddenly just need to get something mm-hmm. so you just buy something for the sake of it and you know you've spent a bit of money on it but it's really mm. not a good yes. present and I really hate yeah. giving something that I know someone will be like oh like, yeah. It's, it's, nice. Nice. Yeah. it's so worth putting in the extra time and effort and when you see someone really appreciate something Mm -hmm. especially when it's a surprise there's just no greater feeling so talking of surprises do you ask people what they want or do you tend to just try and come up with something yourself I would always much rather get a surprise for somebody because I think ideally if you know them well enough you should be able to Mm. do that and I think writing a list and getting them what is on your list you might as well have just gone out and bought that yourself there's nothing personal about doing that I know it's easier and it's better than you know spending money on something that's just going to go straight mm-hmm. in the bin and not be used but I think it just takes away sort of the thoughtfulness of it I think that's really nice from a giving perspective but from my own perspective there's maybe like two or three things around the kind of 70 to 100 pound mark that I would like that I'm not necessarily going to get like I really want the wireless Apple headphones that's not something that I really want to go and mm-hmm. buy for myself so yeah. if I don't vocalise that to somebody anybody that's what I like <laughs> then I'm not going to end up with that and mm-hmm. so I'd so much rather be vocal and just say listen that's what I would really yeah. like I think a few little hints here and there is nice but I don't mm-hmm. think you want to send like a full list to know every single thing that you'll be receiving yes. you've already asked for yeah I think that's true how does it work in your household oh we're quite prescriptive oh really yeah so my daughter last night it's already filtered down to the next generation I got three emails on my phone this morning this shopping basket has been shared with you you know we don't buy anything for Christmas until your brother's birthday is done which is end of November but yeah she's on these little wow. websites so oh, what kind geez. of things do 12 year old girls like these um, days so she's on the website Sheen S H E I N is it Sheen is that Shane, how you say yeah, it Shane, Shane, Shane yeah. and I don't even know where it comes from but it seems to be it's a load of tat really yeah there. it's tat it's and tat. I looked at this stuff pink pom pom earrings shell choker which actually was quite nice Ooh, some she's shorts a bit late on that. That, was, that, was, <laughs> that was spring summer I know yeah, well we're going away at the end stuff. of the week so she was like will it come in time and I was like well it's being shipped in from China yeah. somewhere so no <laughs> it's not going to come in time yeah definitely clothes now clothes and then anything copper or rose gold or marble based for the bedroom okay oh that probably means we should move on from that trend yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely down with the tweens right. now so. and what about your son 
tech, gaming. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's where it's at now for him. Yeah, that's what everybody oh, tells drones. Us. Oh, right. Yeah. Casual. Just, just a just drone. Just a drone, right. you know. Cool. I'd like a drone as well. Yeah. <laughs> Great. What's on your wish list for Christmas this year? Rich already asked me this, and it's what it was last year. It's a pink velvet chair. Okay. <laughs> Please God, this year. Heather? I've not thought about it whatsoever. I don't really like Christmas. Do you know what? I don't know. I just find it really sad for some reason. I don't know. I always find it really oh. underwhelming. Oh. And I don't know. I think it's because I've got quite a small family, and now my sister's married. She always spends it with her husband, so I'm just kind of like... No, that, so. that thing. I think I love the build-up. Christmas Day yeah. often is like a little bit flat, I think. Yeah. I think if you don't I have agree. a big family with a lot of kids running around and stuff yeah. so I think it can just feel a bit like another special day but yeah um, yeah, Sunday. yeah yes exactly. yeah yeah I agree okay well if you do want a little bit of help saving for Christmas now some of our tips included setting a budget we've all got to remember to do a bit more of that remembering that every little house that's what I try to do by the way I try to put away mm. some money every month from August I have now spent all that money that I put away but <laughs> it's a great plan book your travel far in advance that's a really good tip if you've that's, got to, yeah, to travel yeah and don't buy more food than you need to easier said than done i think if there's ever a time of year to overindulge definitely it's christmas hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Are you doing an unfair share of emotional labour? Even if you haven't heard the term, you might have heard of carrying the mental load. It's something that women are growing well and truly tired of, if the headline's anything to go by. What it means is women having sole responsibility for the in quotes, thankless tasks, such as tidying, laundry, reminding everybody of family birthdays, updating household calendars, etc., etc. I personally don't think you have to have kids to be responsible for the emotional labour. How does everybody else feel? I agree with you. I think a lot of this, I think, comes down to certain personalities. Like, I tend to overthink and probably overplan things quite a bit. And my partner is much more relaxed in that sense. He would probably take things more like day by day. And I'm sort of already thinking about where we're going to go next March and have we booked it or not. (laughs) So often I feel like I'm really irritating by nagging or constantly asking the questions. But I think that's probably more me than anything. So what about things like laundry, keeping the house clean? When I think about the day-to-day tasks in my house, they are things like having cash for the cleaner or yeah. getting the laundry picked up or whatever by the way that's for my bed sheets yeah. they're too big for my washing machine we do our own laundry but you know all those little household tasks generally tend to fall on me booking a plumber if we need one that kind okay. of thing no in ours we're quite split we definitely have our things that we do so I think yeah we share that actually that's great Heather I think yeah it's a kind of even split but I think because I don't own it but I lived in the flat and then he moved in mm. so I feel like for a while and that's kind of just carried on it's still kind of seen as mine so all the cleaning and all of those things I tend to do all the cooking but just because I really love cooking and he's happy for that to kind of happen so then he'll do the washing Mm -hmm. up so that kind of works in that way but yeah I think he would never think oh I'll just hoover because it needs hoovering and all those kind of things he'd never think to do it it has to be something I'd be like oh can you hoover or I'll start tidying so then he'll start tidying as well but he'd never do it on his own he'd never think to you know de-hair the shower yeah. for example even yeah. though a lot of it down there is his um, <laughs> but yeah just like little things like that or like clean the toilet I don't think any of those things ever really enter his head as stuff that like yeah. needs mm-hmm. to happen and it's one of those things that nobody wants to do mm. but you want to help the person that is doing it and yeah. I think it's 
that side of it rather yeah. than actually wanting to clean mm. floors or anything like that. For me, it's largely about social arrangements as well. So yeah. I frequently get, what are we doing on Friday night? Or what are we doing on Saturday night? Like, I don't know. I ha- it's hard enough running one person's schedule yeah. on my yeah. own without running somebody else's. And I don't like that pressure that yeah. then if there isn't some fabulous plan that it's somehow my responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that often happens on holiday as well. If we don't have a restaurant booked for one night, yeah. it's like, well, why haven't we got a restaurant booked? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because neither of us have done it. Yeah. So that's where, but where then I feel the burden. But then if Ben did organise something, would you be like, we haven't done the right thing? No. In terms of organisation, it is quite split. Like, he plans every holiday meticulously. That's okay. not my bag at all. That's his. But yeah, it's the kind of more day-to-day social arrangements yeah. or the restaurants that really bothers me. Yeah. Georgina, in a family setup, uh, you must be thinking that ours are laughable compared no, to No, no. Actually, it's a lot of the same. It's just that there's more people to turn yeah, up after. Exactly. And I mean, case in point, I came down this morning. I'd come back from the gym, quick shower. I was like, right, come on, we've got to go. And I can just see my son with this sort of trail of detritus behind him mm. and I'm thinking oh my god Neville's going to marry him if he's carried on this <laughs> yeah, so like, I, your pyjamas are on the floor the iPad's on the floor the wrapper from this the socks you need for that come on there's a trail pick it all up it's that she talks in this feature about the tidying and the laundry and the that's one side of it which is just relentless. boring mm. and relentless and it never stops ever and I think it's just that feeling of oh god it's never ever going to end and no one is ever going to help and me do you and feel like it all falls young. on you yeah I do so sometimes we've got this big laundry drawer in the bottom of a wardrobe in our bedroom and I just tell all the kids and my husband and everyone just put it all in there and I'll sort it out and sometimes I split it into colours and I put it in the middle of the bedroom floor thinking okay how many days yeah <laughs> yeah. Until. yeah anyway and then eventually I'll sort of say you know could you just take the laundry down with mm. you yeah and then it'll happen and it'll be done you know there's no really well. you have and to remind mm. but remind it's the expectation is mm. that's just mm-hmm. not my job mm-hmm. and I am the one at working at home and have the time to do it so my boyfriend's freelance and he's the same because we have to use a laundrette so you can only really go during the day so it either eats into your weekend or he can just nip over the road and do it but he's like well just because I'm at home home all day like I have got work to do as well so yeah the problem is I, I think feel well, it shouldn't be for you like oh well you work from home so that's why you can do all these but things. I, I suspect it's more a gender thing that it's more just like yeah. well mum does yeah. it if I think about my family setup it wouldn't have occurred to us as kids that dad should do any cleaning mm-hmm. up or any laundry which is awful because well actually my mum was around and at home but today so many women are working and so yeah. many mothers are working and are out of the house all day so I'm not sure why the expectation would then still be that it falls on the mum yeah. Yeah. yeah but I think either way you know whoever is working why should it just fall on one mm-hmm. gender to just do everything I don't think yeah. that's fair yeah but you can see where the tradition came because definitely, if the mum was making the home but yeah I think now you know the workload should be split mm-hmm. and I think you know if you are a partnership whether that's a family of two or a family of four or six whatever mm-hmm. then you're working on that as a team and I think you should try and support each other and you know it's horrible being that nag and you almost want somebody else to recognise it for you and say those things and kind of take the workload off on the other side though I would say when we we were going on our beautiful bike ride yesterday. <laughs> I was safe in the knowledge as I was downstairs folding the laundry that my husband was getting all the bikes out, checking all the tyres, mm. oiling all the chains, because mm. we hadn't ridden them for a while, making sure that they were kind of roadworthy, which is a job that I would have absolutely loathed and yeah. never wanted mm-hmm. to do. So there are times I'm kind of like, you know what, I'm happy, I'm happier down doing the laundry <laughs> than trying to grapple with these bikes. Yes. But what I find is where the appreciation from my family shines through is when I go on a press trip or something and I might be gone for 48 hours Mm -hmm. and I leave these notes and my husband's going wow I just didn't realize what you do how many sort of balls you're juggling just things like you know that child's got their shin pads because they've got hockey on Wednesday and then you need to get the shin pads out and put it in his boot bag because he's then got football where he needs the shin pads (laughs) on Thursday and it's those really little things that only I know and I hold in my head and that's one example of sort of 50 that will happen over a two-day period and that's when they kind of like bowing down (laughs) not worthy and that's when I feel I just sort of polish my halo and skip off the (laughs) airport you need to go away more often one of the things that when we talked about it in the office somebody cited was things like school uniform for the kids so somebody said that there's no way it would occur to their husband that the kids needed new school shoes or that kind of thing so Mm. maybe it's just more about making your other half aware um, exactly of how the household is run 
Should you ditch your full-time job? The benefits of freelancing. That's the title of another piece that went on site this week. According to Forbes, the freelance revolution is large and growing. And while being your own boss isn't an option for everyone, the flexibility of freelancing can have myriad benefits from changing your health, relationships, and even your career path for the better. Georgina, naturally, I'm going to come mm -hmm. to you first. Yep. You are a freelancer. So yes. do you feel that that was the right decision for you? I worked full time until I had my children and went on my first maternity leave. And then I didn't go back in between. And once I had my second child and he was ready for nursery and I started working freelance, I kind of fell into it actually by accident because of a local magazine that started in my area and they needed someone and I was there and it was amazing timing. I really enjoy freelance work in terms of the flexibility, particularly when it comes to things like long summer holidays. And if I'm commissioned to write features, I'll try and get them all out of the way so that I can work as little as I need to during those big breaks. Because mm -hmm. I think that is the challenge for working parents, male or female, is managing those long holidays. It means I can pop off to sports days and concerts and, I don't know, dentists or whatever they need. And I like being available to my family. But the negatives are it's unpredictable and you're only as good as the last thing you wrote and you've always got to be pitching and putting yourself out there and, and that is actually tiring in a different way mm -hmm. there is a lot of uncertainty I think I'm fortunate that I'm not the kind of main earner in my house so I can almost afford to be freelance mm. I don't know if I'd want to do it in all honesty if everything was reliant on my income yeah. I think it would be it's a lot of pressure a lot of pressure and quite scary and I think if companies cut budgets they'll put that work into the staff they've got in house rather than getting in freelancers mm. so you're kind of the first to be cut so. from a company so I think that's always in the back of my mind so I think it's definitely something to be very carefully considered but the benefits if you're a working mum are yeah. brilliant. Heather is it something you'd ever consider? Definitely in the future I think I'd like to but not for now. Why? I think it is yeah the, the risks that you just outlined I think especially in journalism you know even staff jobs are quite few and far between mm. these days and I think unless you've already got this huge network of people who you know are ready to give you commissions it mm. takes a lot of work to get regular sort mm. of gigs so I think I'd like to at some stage but probably not right now. Lou? I think it's a really interesting one. I think a lot of it depends on like the type of person you are. I think some people like having that flexibility and can work for a number of different clients every day to be working on a different project, depending on, you know, if you're a designer, for example, you know, day to day, you could be working on completely different things. So I think having that must be really interesting. But I think also you have to be strict with yourself if you, you know, be like, I'm going to get up at 7.30, I'm going to get out of my pajamas and not just sort of sit in your PJs and sitting at a desk not at your bed mm -hmm. you know or going to a shared workspace I think there's definitely things you can do to make it feel more worky yeah exactly yeah. but I think I would miss working within a team obviously mm. there are some mm. freelance jobs where you can go and you're working in an office but I think I would actually miss that camaraderie of working with definitely. people and yeah, chatting agreed. ideas mm -hmm. through and brainstorming together and then just having like general chit chat yeah. about mm -hmm. you know, what happened on Strictly last night I completely agree um, yeah there's benefits and negatives, mm. I think, to both sides. So I think it really depends on the industry and the individual. Yeah. I have to say, as well, and maybe this is something that will change for me as, as I get older, but I find there's a lot of self-worth kind of attached to one's title and one's position within a company mm -hmm. as well. And particularly if you're kind of ambitious trying to get up a ladder, I don't know if I would be able to sacrifice that at this point, even if it was a better work-life balance or even if it was... Yeah. I mean, yeah, I love the idea of the flexibility, but I think that I care too much about having a particular position role and I think also the flexibility is something you can appreciate later like do you need flexibility now really mm, yeah probably not mm. um mm. I would never have been freelance before I mm. had my kids and I think that there's that element of isolation when mm. you're freelance and it can be days where you're just sat at your desk working yeah. I mean it's fine for me because obviously I've got a busy household yeah at the beginning and end of the day and lots of interaction with people because I'm taking the kids to school walking the dogs I'm seeing lots of people but actually I think for some people you have to be quite careful that you don't end up as this um, yeah. yeah you're on your own and you're not seeing anyone or having contact and it, everything's done remotely yeah. which is obviously brilliant for lots of reasons but it's also isolating for yeah. others and times. as well not knowing when your next job is mm. going to be coming mm. in I think but you'd have to be really careful with budgeting you know maybe you have a really strong month and you're earning triple what you would normally and then you have a completely dry month with nothing coming in so and often I think invoices aren't paid till much oh, yeah, later that's, that's, that's the, the freelancers yeah. kind of hell 
hell of yeah. just the ongoing battle oh, of chasing invoices. Yeah. Well, well, you write something, and then if you're a freelance journalist, you get paid on publication generally. And sometimes, but sometimes that could be later. six, six yeah. months later that it's printed. So your finances are all over the place yeah. generally. I think you just have to go into it really knowing every single part that's going to mm-hmm. go into it and work out if that's right for you or not. And try and get a retainer as well, just mm-hmm. like yes. a kind of ongoing thing that at least is some regular. Yeah, even if it's something boring, yeah, but actually just something that yeah. just ticks along in yeah. the background mm-hmm. while you then chase the things you're really yeah. passionate exactly. about. Yeah. And if you're thinking about, you know, trying to get on the property ladder or anything like that, think about that beforehand yeah. because my partner was freelance at the time we were going through our house sale and there's so much more paperwork that yeah. needs to go mm. into it. And it's harder to get a mortgage, yeah. isn't it, when you're self-employed? So all good things to consider. Let's finish on some fashion. A survey of 2,000 women in the UK found that a third of a woman's wardrobe isn't worn because she's waiting for the right occasion or saving it for best. Is anybody here guilty of doing that? I actually don't think I am. I tend to wear everything in my wardrobe, sort of, I really mix it up. Like I really do have a capsule and like when I go on holiday, I don't take outfits. I just take the pieces that I like because mm-hmm. I know that everything, I'll be able to mix and match between them. And I like wearing smarter things in the day, but wearing them more casual, like with trainers and equally wearing something more casual in the evening with some snazzy shoes. So personally, that doesn't apply for me. But I know so many people that does, like Mm. my mum, prime example, she has got like her best clothes and will wear certain things for those occasions. I'm like, mum, you've got great clothes, like wear them in the day, like try to look your best whenever you can. Mm. A lot of people take a bit of motivation like that, don't they? Heather, Mm. what about you? Yeah, I've got like, I don't know, it's a capsule wardrobe without meaning to be one. It's just, (laughs) I don't really buy clothes that often. So I've kind of got a rotating cast of black and white clothes really with a few colourful bits thrown in here and there. But yeah, I can see all my clothes because they're on a rail. So I just kind of grab whatever's there, which is good. I think it means I do wear more of my things just because I can see them. Do you have anything that you do save for best though? I've got a couple of things that... That fabulous pearl top. Yeah, exactly. My grandma's uh, pearl Mm. top, I don't wear that very often. (laughs) Even for the office, it'd be a bit much. But yeah, yeah, the odd thing here and there, and I don't wear heels at all, but I've Mm. got, say, one or two pairs that I'll wear if I have to. But (laughs) when I don't think I've ever seen you in heels. (laughs) No, you won't have done that. Georgina, what about you? Well, I think that now there's the whole wearing dresses with trainers and dressing things down and putting on kind of like, you know, beautiful embroidered jackets with a vest top and jeans. I think actually we're all able to wear what we've got a lot more. Mm-hmm. So I feel that now and over the last year or two, I've definitely been able to maximise my mm. usage of my clothes. But I am so guilty of having like five Victoriana style Zara blouses yeah. hanging up there and I really just need one. Yes. And mm-hmm. actually it's that thing where you kind of repeat by. So I'm trying to be a bit more more sustainable in my approach and mm-hmm. sort of only buy things I feel I have a gap in my wardrobe for because I do like the quick purchase, quick wear, mm-hmm. quick fix and then done. I think we're all guilty of that. I feel like, Lou, the reason you don't have to save anything for best is, is if everything is quite neutral and kind of works together. But you mentioning Zara makes me think about what's on their homepage right now. And it's like this onslaught of sequins and glitter and yeah. colours. and Party season par- yeah, coming up. total party season fun. And I find that quite difficult. You know, I know Trini says, wear sequins in the day. Mm. But if you do like those kind of slightly more party pieces then it's harder to make them work, yeah. not for every day. But we actually shot a haul last week for Bowdoin, which will be going live next week. And they've got some amazing pieces currently available, which really do bridge the gap between the everyday and between that party season look. That black velvet jumpsuit in particular springs to mind. Which has now fallen into your wardrobe. It is now a part of <laughs> my it? wardrobe. Yeah. Yes, it is. Nice. And also part of your wardrobe is now the black, the black blazer. Oh, exactly. Exactly. The jacket. And I do want to add those green velvet slippers I yeah. Yeah. for the show you did. into my wardrobe yeah. and there's that burgundy velvet top that I borrowed for the show oh, yeah. with the, tri- with the frill trimming which is so gorgeous so it's all part of that Live Now campaign which is a celebration of living in the here and now and I really agree with, like all of those pieces yeah. are perfect for party and for best but actually you could wear them every day as well Completely. so it's the collection to check out now Well, I think that's just about it for today if you enjoyed that please do rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends and we'll see you next time Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.